To another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your co-host Skeeter, and along with me tonight is just Case. How you doing? Great. Uh, Cole is still out with taking care of family stuff right now. Everything's looking a lot better this week than a week ago, but uh, keep them in your thoughts and prayers. But uh, continuing this segment that we've been doing of summer in front of the fan, and tonight we have Todd Franklin. How you doing, Todd? I'm great, guys. How are you guys doing? Good man, good. Good to have you on. I can't, it's been a lifelong dream of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but Todd, tell everybody a little bit about you and how you're a Mizzou fan. Okay, so I was born in St. Louis, uh, Missouri. Uh, shout out to the three one four. So I think actually I actually became a Mizzou fan watching Mizzou basketball with my dad. Um, he was a big fan of in the 80s of, you know, like Doug Smith, Anthony Peeler, Lee Coward, all that stuff. So that's how I first started just watching with my dad because we didn't really like the same teams too much when I was growing up. Uh, yep. But we, we could bond over Mizzou, so that was fun. And then um, I moved to Omaha for basically like midway through grade school. But still, of course, I had to be a Mizzou fan. Everybody else was a Nebraska fan, so it was tough. But That was uh, a tough time, too. It, uh, yeah, definitely, because um, <laughs> they were rolling at yeah. that point. Um, but, yeah, so then I actually, after I graduated high school, Creighton Prep, shout out to them, uh, actually went to Mizzou and graduated and moved back to Omaha. And I think you guys may know where I'm going with uh, one of my worst memories, if you know, if you can connect the dots there. But yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much a long intro of uh, just who I am, well, how I became a Mizzou fan, and why I'm still a Mizzou fan, even though it's tough sometimes. Well, once you get in, man, it's it's hard to get out. It's uh, you're 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 binded by the pain. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? It's. It's for life, for sure. It Especially, certainly is. Yeah. So, I, have, I have coworkers um, tell me, like, uh, why, why aren't you become an OU fan? And it's, that's too easy. Like, it, I, I can't. Like, I've been through too much with Mizzou. I can't turn my back on them now because if they ever get to taste that success in my life, then I'm still alive. And they're at the top. Like, I would never forgive myself for turning my back on them. Being a Royals fan, I can tell you that's very much yeah. It's stick it out through the through the bad years because if they do get to the top and win it, it makes it that much better. That would be um, a bitter pill if they won <laughs> if they won a national championship like the year after you jumped off board. Exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> right, you order that OU shirt from Fanatics. You say right. I'm done, and then Mizzou <laughs> wins it all next year. You'd be like such a such jackass. Oh, four and eight. But you mentioned you became a fan during the 80s during, with basketball, right? Right. Uh, talk a little about that because I think that is something that gets lost. Um, 
let's be honest. Majority of people like on social media, they were probably born in the '90s. They grew up with a strong Pinkle teams, and then basketball was really good uh, in the 2010s. Um, Quinn Snyder had some good teams. They kind of faded off. But correct me if I'm wrong. There was a point in time where Mizzou was a basketball school, and that's Absolutely. what we were known for. Um, get, just shed some light on that, like because that's very interesting to me. Because there was a time where when you thought of Mizzou, the first thing you think of is Norm Stewart and basketball. You didn't think football really at all. What was it like? Oh, I, absolutely. Well, I was a kid then, so uh, <laughs> uh, all I remember is the Hearn Center was jumping all all the time. We, we were on national TV. Dick Vitale, uh, Anthony Peeler dropping whatever forty four at Lawrence. Um, so yeah, that was definitely even when I went there to actually date myself when I started school in ninety six. It was still a basketball school. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. sure. Until Pink, oh, those were the Larry Smith years, though. So those two yeah. brief years where uh, Uncle Larry had us rolling pretty good <laughs> with Corby Jones. But yeah, I mean, that's one thing that's that's. I don't know why we can't do both at the same time. You know what I mean? Well, Absolutely. we should be able to be great at basketball and football at the same time, or at least you know, one of those teams that's not getting embarrassed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just competing. Yeah. And, I mean, I think we're on the right path uh, on that now. Say what you will about head coaching. I, I mean, I really like Gates, uh, but at least Mizzou football is getting a ton of support dollar-wise and from the 80s and the boosters. So, like, football is going to get its push. I think basketball is on a good path right now. I don't, I'll don't. i be honest. I don't see why we can't be a – we need to be a tournament team every year in basketball with, you know, those few peak years where you're getting high seeds. Football football is already making a bowl every year, but we need to be the kind of team that's making a bowl like a, a you know, like a seven, eight win bowl and then you jump up for those ten wins. And um I'll, I'm biased to baseball, but I don't know why we can't be the kind of team that also is making the NCAA tournament in baseball regionals, you know, every so many years. Um I understand we're in a tough conference, but um it should be no reason that we can't we can't find that. So that's my opinion on that. I don't really follow the baseball, so that's something you guys I know go in depth on in here. Um, I think it's tough for baseball. I'm as an outsider, you know, having two pro teams in the state, it's hard to draw eyes off of the Royals or Cardinals, you know. So that's I think it's hard to support basically three teams in your state that's why you know alabama's good you know that's that's all they have Mississippi, <laughs> yeah. Schools. The... yeah. Mm-hmm. i totally agree with you um yeah i mean i agree i just think i mean there's gotta be some there's gotta be people supported in the state because baseball is so popular you know it's kind of a it's kind of a flip-flop on that right because you're right i agree with everything you said but also there's so much passion for the cardinals you know Hell, and let's be honest. Like, if you unless you live in the Metro KC, this whole entire state just bleeds Cardinal red, and they love baseball. So there's, I mean, there's a passion for the sport here. It's just, uh, it's it's kind of a thing. Like, are they not good because no one watches them, or they no one watches them because they aren't, you know, typically good kind of thing. I, I think it kind of correlates to Mizzou as a whole. You put a better product out there, and it, it fills up. The stands it gets a lot more attention. I totally agree uh, with you. There's there's a lot of things that Missouri people can draw their attention to, whether it be the big cities or in the rural area. You've got your hunting, fishing, farming. 
uh, that type of stuff. So to take the time and the money and the effort to go watch a game, you want to see a good product. Yeah. And that is one, one good thing about the administration now, especially since uh, we got Desiree as AD. Like, she seems to be putting a lot more emphasis on getting the fans there to where Sturk, it was kind of just show up, you know, yeah. regardless mm-hmm. what we are, just show up. Like, we're not going to do anything to cater to you. Just we just, want you just there. Just start being there, yeah. Yeah, and, oh, and Desiree has done a really good job of looking at what can make it more appealing as a whole experience outside the game for the fans to want to be at the game. Yeah. And so that's a really good thing. But, Tyler, I wanted to ask you, with you dating yourself back that far, what? Who, who's your Mizzou, who's yeah, your Mizzou was, player? That was a little... <laughs> hey, I, I'm the old guy of the podcast, so it's nice when I get somebody older than me. <laughs> all right, but all right. who, who's that guy that, you know, you would have had the poster up on the wall or would be your all-time Mizzou favorite? Uh, Football or basketball? Either. Or either. Uh, Peeler you could do both. Peeler, Peeler for yeah. sure in basketball. And... Um, Kobe Brown made a big step in that direction for me. Yeah, he did. Uh, right? year. Huge. Um, but football, football is a lot tougher uh, because, like you said, it's been a football school for the last 20 years or so. Um, you, it's, it's hard to go wrong with Brad Smith. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, for respect purposes, Brad Smith is my answer. But for my favorite – Mizzou football player of all time is Denario. For sure. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a I have a soft spot for the guys that came back from like the big injuries. So Denario yeah. and Josie, those are like my guys. I love those guys. Josie was awesome. awesome. Yeah. I think but, I'm a big Denario fan solely because I went to that MUKU game that year that he just like went off. And, like, like yes, yeah the the beast mode game where those flat gray uniforms, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I remember that because they also Briscoe for KU also had a massive game, but it was a, it was a battle of two giant wide receivers, but we got the best of him in the end. And ever since that game, that guy's always been one of my favorites because he was just that, unstoppable. That whole season, he was unstoppable. It was amazing. I, yeah. I always that's the definitely what if for Mizzou in the NFL. I think that guy could have been. Yeah, if he had had injury really problems, special. he would have been mm-hmm. massive in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The other one there would be Alden Smith, Alden Smith, but it's not not injury related. Yeah. Uh, the the sacks and the pace he came in on the league, like he obviously had yeah. the talent, the skill set. Just off the field issues got in his way. But with me being a little bit younger than you, I, I can say like the How many times the one guy. I know Skeeter. What, Jesus. No, I'm just saying <laughs> the, the one guy. The one guy that drew me to Mizzou was. Football and basketball. So Justin Gage, like when you get to watch him and see him play both sports and not just be like a reserve guy, like he was vital to both squads. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Brad Smith and whatnot. But uh, Justin Gage was definitely what really drew me in myself. So uh, what would be your favorite Mizzou moment, your biggest Mizzou moment? Oh, uh Going to the SEC title game, 
those games. Uh, the Texas A&M game where Josie broke it at the end, that's definitely way up there. Um, and uh, that's pretty much the big one. That's, that I can that's think a good one. Like, yeah, that's a good one for sure. Yeah. That game lives like, you know, an infamy. Uh, let's see that it's run so, you just mentioned. It's so hard because uh, sometimes as Mizzou fans, we kind of focus on the negative. <laughs> you know, I, I know I do, so I'm not going to speak for anyone else. But uh, for the the great moments, it's more like the smaller game. You know, I can't think of like the KU game uh, where we were number one. That was definitely got to be up there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even as, even like just getting the double buy in the SEC tournament this year, that was pretty epic. I thought so because we have never done it. That's a, the one thing that I thought, and everybody thought when we moved to the SEC, is that you know our football is going to struggle. But at least you know their basketball team stink. I'm sorry, my cat is making an apparent appearance. But so yeah, <laughs> so. Uh, that was like a flip-flop that we were great at football immediately off the jump and we we're we haven't done anything in basketball but that's yeah. why this last year was so cool i thought no i agree and um and man you're right that it's something that's overlooked but the the moment after when we beat tennessee in that game to uh to advance you know in that first game in the uh yeah. SEC tournament man that was a moment wasn't it like that was just that felt to me um, as good as anything recently in, in Missouri I can remember. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think to compare that to, but I mean it's not the SEC going to SEC title game, but man, it, it hell, it might have been as good as when beating Georgia that year. Like I don't know, I was really really hyped after that. So. Yeah, that's that's a great call because I remember I wasn't quite in on Mizzou that year for some reason. I don't know why. I think maybe I just had a lot of things going on in my life at that point. And I turned on that Georgia game, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> we were destroying them at, at that point. And I was like, what is going on here? And then they came, made the comeback, and we still won. So so this show is all about getting on tangents. You said something really interesting that I, I agree with. Um, that game in that season is what brought like all of like the Mizzou fans like back in. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because before that game, people were like, oh, yeah. Mizzou. I remember, I remember like being in like I worked in an office on campus. Uh, not I went to a D two school, in Missouri, but and they're like, oh, yeah, Missouri's doing all right. And then that game happened, and I came in on Monday, and everyone in there was like, Mizzou's for real. Like this team, like holy crap, Mizzou's for real. And then at that point, it was like, let's everyone's just talking about like at the water cooler. Everyone's talking about it, you know, at lunch. So it was that was the game that's going to get everyone to be kind of be from like, Oh, they're all right. Cause you know, Mizzou's usually all right under Pinkle. They were always all right. You know, we might be ranked low, you know, 25th, 24th, go to a D bowl, probably, you know, sometimes win, but that was where like, Whoa, like this, this team's special. Yeah. It was, that was a great year. So, uh, that Auburn game was a tough one, but yeah, we all bought in and then Andrew Baggett happened. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bag of game. The mm-hmm. bag of game. Yeah, it, that seems to be the Mizzou trend, though, right? Like, we kind of go in, relax, like, not high expectations, and that's when they blow us away. We we buy into the offseason hype, and 
we start putting the pressure on ourselves and, and university as a fan base, that's when it seems like we have some of our hardest seasons, our hardest games. Yeah, look uh, at the uh, Kelly Bryant year. Yeah. We were predicted to go 10-2. <laughs> Everyone thought we were going 10-2 that year. The most what confidence. was it? Like we were, we were like, we're going to be 6-0 when Georgia comes here in college game day and yada, yada, yeah. yada. No, yeah. and it was a foregone conclusion. I remember listening to podcasts that year and then being like, there's, you know, worst case scenario is a nine-win team. And yeah. that season just went to shit. And then you lose opening night at Wyoming. Yep. And you're like, yeah. what the hell is this? And we got kicked in the mouth quick. But like that Georgia game in 2013, I was at a family reunion, didn't even DVR it, wasn't looking at my phone, and my uncle, who's this was in Louisiana, he's a big LSU fan, and he's like, hey, y'all really going to beat Georgia? I'm like, I wish. And he goes, you don't know the score? I was like, no, what? And then he tells me. And so then I pull it up on my phone to start watching it that way. But like, it, it was like Mizzou was an afterthought that day. I had other stuff going on, you know, was was expecting the loss. But uh, maybe I should not watch as many games as I do because it seems to work out pretty good. Because <laughs> that seems to be lucky, lucky break, lucky charm. Yeah. 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 But, Refresh my memory. Were we like bad in 12 and 11? Like yes. Really bad? Yes. We were, our first year SEC was not good. Oh, I remember uh, old man football, Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. 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 Then we got kicked in the teeth really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why, because I normally that doesn't phase me that much, you know, if it's like one season, but I didn't know if we had a couple bad seasons or something, but yeah, I just had- wasn't like bought in in 13 until after the Georgia 2011, yeah. we had injuries our last year in the big 12. And so we didn't, we didn't meet our expectations. If I'm remembering right, we didn't, we didn't really have a terrible year, but we didn't have a quality year either. And I You're think the injury that. bug got us that year. Yeah, I mean, but let's put this in perspective. We won seven games that year, and Rutgers then won eight for a bowl win. And if Drink yeah. did that this season, everyone would be like, we're back. So <laughs> that is <laughs> Well, I mean, wasn't that wasn't that the year that Ndamukong Sue uh, messed up uh, playing Gabbard on the tackle, and then Gabbard never was yes, the same that after was, that? So uh, that, that I was, was at that game, by the way. The rain, the worst, the worst weather I've ever seen. Really, I, I couldn't I, even believe it. I got a farmer buddy from Nebraska. That I'm I feel tight with. We're in children's weddings, and for no reason, last Thursday he just tagged me a picture of a Dominican Sue stepping on Gabbard's ankle. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why reminder. would you do that? <laughs> why did you show me that? <laughs> well, Todd, I, I would ask your least favorite Mizzou moment, but I, I feel like you living in Nebraska in the '90s. We all have a pretty good idea. We're all, we're all yeah, pretty idea what the least Actually, it's not that, uh, but really? that's a good one. I was actually at school with the kickball game. Is that what you're referring to? Yes, yeah, the fleet yep. kicker. Yes. I was right there. I was a student then. I was right on that goal line, actually, like five rows up or something. And I saw it, and, like, I saw the fans come in from, like, the temporary stands. And I was like, no, it's – the game's not over. We did not win. He caught that ball. And so that was that was a crusher. But I think the worst one was, for me, I was also at Norfolk State. Oh. oh. 
that's 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 pretty bad. Yeah, that was bad. that was rough because I I had actually already bought tickets for the next you know what were we Thursday and Saturday that that year or yes. Friday, whatever session yeah. two I had already had my tickets for session two and all the KU fans were there going berserk. <sighs> yeah, that was oh, that was tough. That yeah, that sounds pretty terrible. I think that's um, what made probably worse than the nebraska game we weren't supposed to win that game against nebraska that would have been an amazing game of course and that would have been a great party night <laughs> that's what i regret yeah. most about that. yeah for real there's no party after that <laughs> right no nobody was partying that night oh, okay you get to you get to pick a national championship for mizzou what sport are you picking football for sure okay. i love basketball i love college basketball or at least mizzou basketball but yeah, it's football. Football drives the ship. I mean, football does drive the ship. That's everything that college athletics is about right now. So if you get into that echelon, and people, I know some Mizzou fans are like freaking out about us and like getting bounced out of the SEC and things like that, which isn't going to happen at all. But if you win a national championship in football, that's that's done forever. Yeah. So yeah, really, you belong at that point. Right. Uh, Todd like, makes a good point about that. People seem to get bounced to SEC. Did you see who was appointed to the SEC board of like trustees today? Choi, President Choi. Yeah. So who? I mean, Choi, the president of the UM system, the oh, zoo okay. system. Um, so it looks like we are here to stay. If they uh, <laughs> if they've appointed him in there, into the, that would be real weird. <laughs> it'd be weird to put him at the top and then be like, "All right, well, you're leaving." <laughs> <laughs> okay, just wanted to get your input on uh, leaving. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so it sounds like Mizzou's in for the long haul in the SEC. No, I was never but, worried about that at all. That's, no, God, no. That's, they added us for a reason uh, 10 years ago. They're not getting rid of us now. Nope. And then you yep. add Oklahoma in, in there. you got to connect us in Arkansas and Oklahoma somehow. Well, Missouri is a pretty good connector state for that. You know what I mean? Right. And this is just me spitballing. Um, I think I've talked about this with Brett at one point, but let's say you do get the Big 12 championship for basketball out of Kansas City. I mean, what's a, Kansas City is a great spot for Mizzou fans, for Arkansas fans, for Oklahoma fans, for A&M fans, for UT fans. St. Louis is great too, obviously. But I'm just saying, like, now all of a sudden you have the whole western side of the state as well. And getting – I'm going to go on a tangent, guys, sorry. Getting Oklahoma mm-hmm. – uh, in the SEC is great for Kansas City in the SEC because um, behind the big three, MUK, UK State, Oklahoma and Nebraska are like the other big ones. So as you see yeah. how many KC kids go to OU. Um, but, yeah, that's a that's big for us. I think we're going to have a bigger presence out here. No one asked that. It just came to my mind, so I said it. Hey, if I <laughs> want to go on a little uh, realignment tangent since you went on one. Go ahead. I think there's, there's going to be super conferences within like 10 years, I think. I think it's going to be like kind of a conglomeration of like the SEC and ACC. And the Big Ten's already doing it with the Pac-12. That's yeah. insane. When you look at that, uh, did you see their future schedules for football? Like, yeah, they got USC's playing at Rutgers. And just, <laughs> that just blows my mind. That's the <laughs> NFL at that point, isn't it? Right, like exactly. That's like Oakland playing – Oakland. That's like the San Francisco playing L.A. Like, that's ridiculous. 
Right. Yeah, it's, it's it blows your mind when you think about that travel and just think about that for basketball. Like USC has to play Rutgers and Penn State, and like, are they gonna stay there for like two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> or go? Yeah, for real. Go, you can't go back and forth. I mean, so yeah, it's just it's pro sports now. So that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Um, and I think it's like going to be the Big 12 or sorry, Big 10 and uh, Pac-10 and then SEC and ACC somewhere in there, something like that, like 30 team super conferences. And if you're not in one, there might be three, like with the Big 12, those types of schools. Yeah. But if you're not in one, you're done. It's pretty, you're pretty much minor league. At that point. Yeah. Exactly. Imagine yeah. bringing Dan Devine back to life, the head coach of Mizzou back in the 60s. And handing him the USC or UCLA schedule and say, here you go, buddy. Like, he'd be flipping out. Get on a bus and ride from L.A. <laughs> to New York City. And on the way back, want to stop in Champagne and play a game. <laughs> oh, man. What about, like, the lacrosse team for, like, Rutgers? Those poor kids. <laughs> like, they don't get, like, the private jets and everything. You know what I mean? They're going to have to. That's a great point. Right, an Amtrak cross country, <laughs> mm-hmm. like the non uh, the non money makers, non money makers. Yeah, they're gonna be. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, it's it's a lot of questions. Is there gonna be like two conferences in the Pac twelve, or excuse me, in the Big Ten? Like, all right, for these like for like for men's soccer, you guys just play here, you guys just play here, and don't worry about you know the rest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Todd, uh, you're in Florida now, so do you ever get to go to, like, Gangsville and, and catch a game at the Swamp? Or I have been to the Swamp for uh, Coach Odom's one shining moment. That yeah. one game. that uh, The best game of his tenure, for sure. Yeah, it was. Definitely. Uh, so that was a great time. The Swamp was a little under or underwhelming, though, to be honest with you. It's not – I mean – That's what I was going to ask, like – the the atmosphere compared to Faro, uh, you know, you listen to other SEC fans, and we're a high school stadium, this, that, and the other. They they try to bash us every which way they can, especially where I live in Arkansas. They anything they can do to to find to bash Mizzou, they like doing that, and it's it's mutual now. But uh, what what's your like, how far off is Faroe from the swamp? Uh, that day was I, – maybe I didn't get a great representation of the swamp because we we kicked that ass pretty good. But, from the uh, beginning, no, yeah. W- yeah. When they came – when they started to come back just a little bit, though, it got really loud in there. So, yeah, it's probably a little bit just that factor. Like, I feel like if Mizzou – if we were getting crushed – and then we had like a mini run to try to get back into it. I don't think that it wouldn't be like that, like it was down there, because they were they were hyped up for nothing. I mean, there's there's no chance that they're going to come back and win the game, but they got really really loud. So uh, I could see it where, especially if that was a day game, especially a night game, I could see that being pretty pretty crazy. So yeah. I think we're we're a little bit away from that. Um, that show me state thing, I think it cuts a little bit deep. People really buy into that. <laughs> we don't buy in until, like we said about Georgia, that season was against Georgia. We're, we don't really do it until we see it, see it on the field. So, 
Yep. The atmosphere against Georgia last year for O seemed to be pretty pretty hot in there. Uh, Case, you were there, so or no, you were at a golf tournament. That's I was right, in a golf tournament that day. Yeah, uh, Cole, Cole was there. Was there. Yep. But it, it, that's how I would love to see Faro every every week, uh, and and hopefully we're getting there because it a homecoming against uh, Vanderbilt. And it was two teams combined for what six wins at that point, and it was you know, over 60,000 in the stands. So the fans are, are responding to what the administration's doing, and uh, that can only be good. Yeah. I think we put decent butts in seats last year, uh, but, like, I think the atmosphere wasn't always there except for, like, versus Georgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're right. The the Vanderbilt game was, I think, dang near sold out, but, like, everyone there was – it was a very easygoing crowd, you know. Well, yeah. vice versa, the Kentucky game did not sell out, but that Kentucky game, the, the fans were – going pretty hard it was pretty it was pretty aggressive out there in the stands so i brought that energy we need to get some more night games i think that's that's huge in college football i agree get night games and i'm mad that k-state's not a night game like come on obvious night game and i think sec network is showing like vanderbilt versus like eastern tennessee state at night instead oh really yeah i know that we were the early game at K State this past. And we're the early game like, here as well. But right. come on, right. there's that. There's not like it's it's a silly, silly. Don't do yeah. that. Put us at night yeah. with K State. Don't put t- Vanderbilt, Eastern Tennessee out there or something. Well, Todd, before we plane. before we let you go, we are Woods, Water, Mizzou. So uh, I know in talking with you, you're not big on outdoors, but uh, what's your favorite outdoor activity? I do like – I might have over undersold my outdoor activities. I love the beach. That's why I love being in Florida. So I guess that would be number one for me or just the pool, okay. just hanging out. I love being in the sun. So not really big on the woods, but the water. The water. <laughs> hey, dude, ain't nothing wrong with the beach. Now I got a question. Do you, yeah. Are you a drinker? Do you drink at all? Yes, sir. All right. What's your go-to beach beer? Uh, it's it's actually a beer from down here. It's called Pineapple Beach. Pineapple Beach. It's from a brewery one. called uh, Funky Buddha. From they're like a local Florida brewery. The first beer I had down here actually, and it's amazing. It's great. And that was your go-to. So that's it. So that's this beach it. speaks to me because I'll be honest, love the woods, love going to the mountains. But uh, but every third year we vacation. Instead of going to like a hunting fishing vacation, we go to the Panhandle. And I just sit on that white sand for a week straight. I drink nothing but uh, nothing but Dos Equis and lime. So that's my go-to. But if you're interested, hey, because exactly, like, so I <laughs> want to know what what your go-to what your go-to beach beer was. Because man, that is that is a good time. Get a little cool music going. Get the beer in your hand. Just watch the waves come in and crash. Woo! It, it is. It's great. But Todd, we we appreciate you coming on, giving us your time. Uh, do you want to? tell anybody where they can find you on twitter or whatever do you have any mizzou hot takes you want to get off your chest before you go oh yeah yeah i want some hot takes you got them mizzou hot takes i think drf is our savior i'll say that i don't know if that's a hot take no i agree with that one buddy she has been amazing i mean that's i i think here's a hot take i think drink is fired unless he wins at least eight See, I was gonna ask, what's your what's your drink take right now? There so you go. okay, I think drink needs to win eight or he gets fired, he gets canned. 
eight. I can or see he's it. Gone. I can see it. Avi, besides recruiting, he's had the same tenure Barry Odom has had, and Odom got fired in this year, in his tenure. Am I right on that? I think so. Yeah, I think uh, the fourth like year. Odom was here longer. Well, yeah, he wasn't fourth year. They're okay. both in their fourth year. Yeah, and Odom had that eight win season. Um, but then the complete the house of cards fell underneath him because he had no talent stacked up after Pinkle's guys left. Uh, <laughs> Drinks got the talent in there, but he's done nothing with them. Does he so, have the talent? Is the question because everybody he gets is like transfers out or doesn't really step up to the step re- up. recruiting ranking. There's still a, I'll be honest, some guys that transfer, but all the like Arden Walker was a three. And I'm not talking sh- on those guys. They're all you mm. know they work hard, but. I mean that solid bank of four stars. Besides Tyler Macon, they've all—they're all still there. Now say what you will, because he recruited in the COVID era, and the COVID era was really hard to grade players because they weren't playing as much football or the same kind of football they're playing previous or now. So I'll give you—that's a little wild. But um, uh, hell, he's got the most talented wide receiver room Mizzou's had since DGB and uh, all those guys in the 2013 team were there. So, I Everybody's mean, six foot four on that yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, for real. So I, I would say, I would say, I, I agree. I'm saying I agree with you. It's put up or shut up. But I do think it's because the talent is there, and I think they stacked a lot of dudes on defense. And the O line is better, iffy. The quarterback has to play out though. That's that's a big one, man. Here, well, here's he what I'll piggyback. Well, I, I was going to piggyback off that. And, my question is not so much the talent, it's the coaching. How much is hiring Kirby Moore going to free drink up to coach the whole team? You know, how, how much pressure was he putting on himself and time was he taking developing the offensive game plan? He can still have his footprint in the offensive game plan, but now he's got somebody else to help coach it, and it's yeah. not so much on him. And so I'm hoping that that's going to relieve a lot of time and pressure off of him. And he, he actually does turn that over to Kirby Moore and let him run his side of the ball like Coach Baker does and Drink be the CEO. And I think that'll pay off a big time. That Drink was able to, you know, there, there were times last year, a uh, couple of games like against Vanderbilt, and he said uh, there were reports out he Wanted to play Sam Horn that game. We were up 17 nothing at halftime. Had to hang on and win 17-14 in the second half. We'd come out of the locker room, played like ass. But, yeah, you know, they asked him afterwards, said, you told us you were going to try to get some plays with Sam Horn. And he said, I just got so caught up in the game. So you, you take that responsibility off of him now with Kirby Moore. And I, I think the talent will be able to show itself better now where he's not so invested in the game during the game that he loses big picture. That's definitely have, the goal. I have a hot take on that. Go ahead. Yeah, let it rip. I, I know every most Mizzou fans like Skeet uh, are going to disagree with me on this. If you hire a offensive-minded head coach and then pretty much force him to hire an offensive coordinator, what are we doing here? You know, that's what that's how I look at it. Now, if he went out there and said, uh, or like admitted, this isn't working, I need help on the offensive side of the ball, that's one thing. Like, But if, like the Scott Frost thing at Nebraska last season, we saw how that worked. They pretty much forced him to get an offensive coordinator, and it got even worse, um, unimaginably worse. 
<laughs> even was before that. So that's my thing about the whole offensive coordinator thing. If you don't, if you're going to force the offensive minded head coach to hire an offensive coordinator, just fire him. That's my opinion. I know that's a hot take. I know. Yeah, it, it is. But I mean, I see your point of view on it for sure. Um, there's, there's two ways of looking at it. So you can look at it. You can use the Kansas City Chiefs as an example of what you're saying. Um, in the Alex Smith era, when the, off, the ball was not moving as much as we wanted to, but we had Andy Reid, who was supposed to be this offensive genius. There were some calls for his head. There was calls for him to get an offensive coordinator. And that, what you just said, was brought up a lot. And like, hey, if he's this offensive genius, why isn't the ball not moving? Well, it turns out he just needed his quarterback. He needed his quarterback in there, which he eventually got. Um, and he kept calling the plays and yada, yada, yada. Second, we can look at like um, Bilicek and the Patriots, where he's a defensive guy. He eventually gave that up to a defensive coordinator and just became the CEO of the team and was able to make sure his implement was implemented through everything. Um, but as we put more and more pressure on this season, we're going to find out which one of your guys' opinions is correct because it can go either way. Uh, you know, If things do run well, yeah, it is good to have this, him over top getting his game plan everyone. If it doesn't, Scott Frost. You're right. It's Scott, it's a Scott Frost. We're exactly in the Scott Frost situation. So that's just more stuff to put on the season to see what happens, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I think so looking at our schedule, too, on top of that, if, if it's not eight wins, I would be pretty surprised if he doesn't get fired because DRF is – she she doesn't care. I mean, she is Conzo Martin's she ain't playing around. No, she's not. She was friends with Conzo Martin. She didn't hire him at Mizzou, but they were at Tennessee together, right? Yeah. So yep. she, she had no no problem getting rid of him. And drink is not her hire. So yep. and she's doing great things. So I'm all on board and whatever she pretty much decides to do. So I'm in the middle picture. I'm in the middle ground with both you guys. <laughs> I just want to ask you, follow up on that. Say, say he doesn't get the eight wins and he's fired, but the defense – is stellar again. Do we do the Barry Odom cycle mm. again and promote Blake Baker to head coach? No, I don't yeah, hire. Shoot, I don't shoot hire a own guy for sure. I don't. It's not even that for me. I don't. In sports today, with all the rules changes, I don't hire a defensive head coach in any sport. I'm going okay. all offense all the time because that's every, all the rules are breaking towards offense and you can't have some conservative guy like Conzo Martin. Conzo Martin wanted to win every game 62 to 60. And that's just not how basketball is played anymore. It just isn't. Uh, yeah. You can't. And now on in football, if you hire some ground and pound Lovey Smith in type, you know, like Illinois tried, that's not going to work. It just doesn't work. That's not how sports are played anymore. People want to see points. They want to see scoring. They want to see offense. So that's the way the rules are. So it's I like that. I would yeah. I would never hire a defensive coach in any sport. But Todd, I, I know I know I've been talking with you for I uh, think since the podcast started about getting you on here. And I'm glad we finally were able to make it happen. Uh thank you very much for coming on tonight. And might have to get you back on another time. Maybe if, if Drink don't get that eight wins, we'll bring you back on to Say, hey, I said that back in yeah. June. And and if he does get the eight wins, I'll wear my and drink I trust t shirt. <laughs> I, I, I definitely Love have it. it. Yeah, thanks thanks for having me guys. I appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. Great, right, great thank conversation. M I Z. Z O U.
All right, Case, we are going to go to our second guest here. Mr. Saturday Night, what is up, my man? What's going on, gentlemen? How are you? Good, 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 good. Well, Mr. Saturday Night, you want to tell everybody who you, who you are and how you became a Mizzou fan? Yeah, so um, I'm rolling with the Twitter name tonight. It's a little, little too much personal out there to use the real name. I think I'm, I'm taking the mask off for you. Um, but no, it's uh, I'm a local guy. I grew up in uh, Ferguson, Missouri, for all, all that know where that even is. Um, so Mizzou's hometown team, to some respect. My, my, my dad's a Mizzou fan. Um, wasn't really a big sports guy when I was a kid, to be honest. I was the uh, kind of chubby kid in the corner playing uh, on the Nintendo. And uh, when high school came around, really got into sports. And thank God we were good at that point. Uh, middle school, high school, we were really rocking and rolling. So they had my heart won. Um I'll get into a little bit more of that at the best moment, but uh, yeah, just falling in love with it now. It's more than ever. Um, I mean, I'm sure I got with you guys through Twitter, and Twitter's really, really taking me the next step of being addicted to it. Of I'm looking at recruiting things, and I'm following kids, you know, where, where they're visiting. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I think I, like I think the, the press is going to be our secret weapon for this recruiting class. That's my hot take out there. Um, so I think he's, I think we're gonna have a really exciting next couple months. Um, I think w- w- Wingo is gonna be a, a big get if we can grab him. As far as the Kansas City kids as well, if we can snag one of them from Oklahoma, be pretty good for me. Um, that's that's just kind of the intro to my my uh, addiction out of this this fandom. Dude, you make a good point with the Twitter thing because I very similar. So. Um, I know I mentioned it before, but I got in a zoo, uh, just watched it from my dad. It was, I was at his house on Saturdays always, and, you know, it was kind of our own thing. But uh, when the whole Twitter boom came up, that's like when, like, yeah, you watch ever who's who are recruiting, who are we going after, who are we getting. And you're right, it's it's like an addiction now. It's like I have to, I got to check this. I feel like I'm checking this phone all the time, and it's, it's not for TikTok. It's not for that. It's on Twitter to see if, oh, man, this guy commit. How's this going? How's your visit going? You know, and I wish I didn't care, but I, I you know, I do. It's crazy. No, the uh, the bat signals have become a point of drop everything. You know, not right now. Uh, yeah, I've been out to dinner with folks or at a bar or my hat, and the bat signal comes across and it's hey now everybody everybody quiet down. Refresh, I know, I know. refresh, oh, refresh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Wi-Fi it goes out. I need to know. You know, it's, uh, it's definitely become part of it. Um, you know, the memes are fun. MMAs shout out to the MMA forever. Um, great group of guys. I know that we've had a couple of members on as well, but that's, uh, that's the new, the new brotherhood right there. That's, that's most of my time is just thinking up new memes for the season. Drop in there. Dude, for how I was thinking about the South Carolina game in basketball last this past year when they jammed the finger in Kobe's eye. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you remember just how many memes started cranking out in that group chat? All that happened. I was going back to look at them after he got drafted because there was a bunch of Clipper fans like talking crap on Kobe after I drafted Kobe, and I just started spamming all those pirate Kobe memes at those people. And I was like, man, that was such a fun night because like I remember like we were all just sitting there like just like making as fast as we can, put them in the group chat. Like, oh, that was that was a hoot and a half. 
I was looking for parrot uh, stickers on Snapchat for about five minutes. <laughs> Photoshop a parrot onto his shoulder. Um, but yeah, so it's Twitter's taking it to another level, but um, I just I think we're going to be really good this year. I think it's going to really we're going to go from oh there. I'm sure you all know about Big Game Boomer. His he loves the fan base because he said we take it on the chin better than anyone. If we get good, I'm telling you, look out. If we get back to 12 wins a year, 11 wins a year, and we're in the SEC East, you know, well, I guess not not anymore, but we're in that title game again. The memes, the spamming, the hatred of drink and all this, <laughs> it's going to be so much worse than it could ever be. Yep, yep. The, the, the worst place to be in my mind is some NFL term is, is the same as going at 500 every year. That's that's hell. There's 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 at least fun and kind of honor and going, you know, two and ten. It's like, eh, what do we expect? We got something to look forward to. New coach, new this, but that year four of mediocrity is not a fun place to be. So, I think this year we're gonna take it. I, I agree with the last take. If he if he doesn't win eight, he's gone. And I think there's eight wins on the schedule. I think there's nine if he does what he should. Um, you, you talk about the 500 as a Saints fan. I had three years in a row with seven and nine, and I can tell you how terrible that is. Uh, I can tell you, yeah, enjoy, yeah. enjoy Derek Carr, sir. I, I, I hope him the best. As a, as a writer for myself, enjoy him. He's, he's so bad. I've had to defend him for years and years and years. Oh, I'm glad that curse is off you, buddy. Oh. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo has entered my life, so I can't wait yeah. for yeah. continual mediocrity. But we'll we'll figure it out eventually. Okay, you you were you mentioned recruiting, and it was a huge weekend for Mizzou recruiting this past week in football for the twenty four class. And I see a lot of Mizzou fans kind of getting kind of kind of into the negative mindset, the pessimistic mindset. We don't have any recruits. Nobody, you know, it's three stars or this, that, and other. And to them, I would say, just hold up because a lot of the recruiting is going to, to me, is going to pivot off wins and losses this year. Uh, I'd rather have a, a kid commit in December on signing day than the middle of July, and then we suck, and then he takes his 110% shoves it in her face and goes to Oregon. Yeah. I'll say, let's, let's all remember. I, I, I think it's just fair warning. Let's all remember this time last year, Luther or well, not the last, this last year, but two years ago, Luther was a sooner in everybody's book. That kid's a sooner. They thought he was stamp of approval on him. Oh, you on his arm. And then all of a sudden you started hearing inklings. Oh, his dad doesn't really like this or his family's not a big fan of being so far away. Things change. These are 18-year-olds, 17-year-old yep, kids. Yep. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to do Friday night when I was 18 years old, and it was Thursday. You know, it, it, the thing to think that these commitments and these verbal agreements are set in stone is so foolish. I, you know, these crystal ball predictions, wait wait till the end of the season, and then we'll see where we're at. I, I think we're going to be in a pretty good spot. But also now, so I agree with everything you said, but uh, in a Luther case and maybe more players, sometimes the potato chip brand decides to make you the face of their new flavor. 
and then you get paid a bunch of money to be the face of a potato chip brand. So that is a big swing as well. True, true. We we definitely need to rely on some some further NIL commitment. Um, I say the couple couple brands I can think of around the state that maybe can throw some money into this, maybe get a little partnership with uh, Boulevard or Charlie Hustle out there in Kansas City. Best soda in you know St. Louis. Who knows? We'll, we'll we'll figure something out. The money will come. Speaking of the Kansas City, the Kansas City side. I'm a lifelong Kansas City, and we need we need a little more love from our guys. You know what I mean? Uh, I wasn't I mean, gonna bring it up, but yeah. No, it's and I I think I'll be honest. What I think the issue is is because they're not doing it for K State or KU either. They're too afraid to make someone like they're sort of to segment off the metro metro. You know what I mean? That if well, if we help out Mizzou, we're gonna make those two mad. If help out KU, we're gonna make these two mad. You know what I mean? So the one the one that did it. This was the very first year of NIL. Is uh, Jack Sack Barbecue? They did um, Beze- uh, Connor Bezalek, Bezalek, and then I can't remember the KU and K State players. So they split it three ways between three guys, and it was kind of a so-so advertising deal. But that's the that's only the one that came through. Um, so yeah, we need to, we need to find like a an MU based place in KC, like Chicken and Pickle, which is MU graduate owned and is a big big MU boot, like fan. They all the KC stuff is at Chicken and Pickle locations when they come here. They could be someone that would do something like that, but yeah. we need more of that. The, some of those are, I mean, you know, the law firms in St. Louis have got involved in the game now. I yeah. would, yeah. oh, I would hate to see. Uh, Danger Law isn't aren't they from Kansas City? Yes. Uh, no, side. that would be sick. I would. You could have them he could have like a real life guy. tiger and then a tiger player. There we oh, go. A big dude. tiger just coming over the top with Danger Law well, have, riding it with with you know uh, Wingo on the back or something like that. That's a prime one. Geeter, uh, tag him, tag their Twitter in this so they can see this because we're doing their job for them. Yeah. We're doing a marketing job yes. for the lo- the <laughs> jungle law. Yeah, clip clip this right here. Anyone, <laughs> want to anyone, send it anyone to who wants to, for us to create marketing ideas for him, hit my line. DM we're just cranking them out tonight. Possible at Mizzou NIL ideas. Hey, I wouldn't mind a little bit of that uh, Stan Kroenke money because we know what he did with the Rams in St. Louis, but since then, Super Bowl championship in L.A., uh, Stanley Cavs. Cup, and then the NBA champion. And, and I think he had a cross team one too. I was gonna say he had a professional loss lacrosse team win a championship. So, like St. Louisians, I am so sorry what happened to your NFL team. I really am. I used to root for both Missouri teams, uh, Chiefs more, but both back then. But dude, he could game change us. Like the Cronkies, yeah. the Cronkies could put us to such a high elite level. It'd be Let's just teach him how to talk into a mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a Cronkie hater, of course, because he hurt the feelings of a lot of my friends and stuff, but I was never a Rams guy. Um, I, I didn't grow up in a Rams household, per se. Um, so it wasn't really upsetting to me, but I'll gladly take the old man's money. I'll take your money all day, sir. You him and that terrible could. mustache, he decides to roll out there once in a while. <laughs> gladly. Don't make the money. We'll, we'll name the business center after you since, you know, if you if you want whatever you want to do, because we can't we can't yeah. even after Sam Walton, our alumni, yeah, who <laughs> yeah really, has on everything. His kids ruined that for us with their Arkansas support. Yeah, sure. You know, all of them come up here for school, but uh, God forbid they give a couple bucks. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I okay. One another one that could be good. I mean, we have. I'm, I'm in the logistics industry, so trucking companies get a own lineman sign, big rig, have them pushing the truck, have them driving, have his you know arm out the side with a thumbs up. That's a easy opportunity, I think. Let's go yellow freight. Come on. Yeah, prime down in Springfield. Get them up. Put some money up. Come, Come on. on now. That actually that- is a good one. You're right. That's a good. We're just cranking ideas. I like that a lot. Clip, clip these. We got to get these guys involved. <laughs> we got to get these, these guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Why? Why does every John Deere dealer in the mid Missouri not sponsor like a dealer O lineman? Like, come on. Every John New Holland, Case IH, Case IH. Um, he runs like a deer. That's. I mean, that's cut and dry that's right genius. there. Absolutely. Um, what about Bass Pro Shops? That's a massive. I know he's putting all his money into NASCAR. He sponsors like every third car in the field. Uh, (laughs) But NASCAR car, I see them a lot around the area. So I, 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 I'm with you 100. I'm working. I'm I'm not high enough in my company yet to start nil deals, but I'll keep you all updated on it. It's it's my goal to get somebody. I want to. I want a player. That's all I want. By the time I'm 40 years old, I want to say I got that guy to pursue. Yeah, that's, for that's, real. Real. that's a good goal. I like it. Good share to sit in. Son's playing high school football, and a, a guy a linebacker there. That's it's got it's got my nil connection to it. That's that's the goal. That is that's the hell of a goal. I like that. There you go. Okay, so let let's get back on to the summer in front of the fan part here, and tell us your favorite Mizzou moment. Favorite Mizzou moment, easy. I've. Didn't have to put a lot of thought in this. It's beating Oklahoma. It's it was that sneak bite that got the venom into my blood. It was the uh, this. I hope this doesn't make Skeeter feel too old, but it was the day of my confirmation, eighth grade, and we uh, after this, everybody kind of knew what time it was. So it, maybe we got confirmed in the church a little bit earlier than most years. <laughs> you know, we got moved up a little bit, so we had a little um, a little get together just in the church, you know, punch and pizza and stuff afterwards. And uh, me and my father and a couple dads were able to find the old rollout TV on the big metal case that they pulled in for movies. We figured that out, and thank goodness they had a cable box, and we were all in the church kitchen watching us beat up on Oklahoma and the play that made it all maybe really fall in love with defense and everything like that was Alden Smith. Interception. Screen pass to the left side of the field, and I thought he was gone. And out of nowhere, in the grainiest picture you can imagine on a big back TV that was donated to a church, I see a jersey fly in and tackle him. And I almost hit my knees. I was so upset about it. But it, it was that was the moment. That was the first, uh, you know, ink in the skin. Of just this is going to be your rest of your life. This is probably going to be the, the happiest, saddest, whatever it is that you're going to be every year, and it's all starting now. So it was a a moment I'll never forget. High five and everybody as the priest and moms are looking for us to take some pictures. <laughs> I get that. that's a good memory. Like that's that's, a, that's I understand that totally would you know lock you in as a fan forever. Yeah, don't don't forget. Uh, Mr. Smith had a broken leg, and that was his first game back. So he got a little gassed as he was running. He, I was in that end zone, and he was running to me. And you could just see him losing speed. 
Oh, yeah, it's so. about, about the 50. You see it just kind of hit. It's like you, I'm looking at my phone or I'm looking back at it now, and I'm like, this was a 12, 13 play drive. He's gassed. He's yeah, really? Yes. He's ready to the field in the first place. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's, he's about to go get some oxygen on the sideline. Oh, that's funny. All right. So, what's your hardest Mizzou moment to, to get through? This is a tough one. Um, I know it was mentioned earlier, Norfolk is a, a heartbreaker. Um, there's a couple this year, honestly, that were are pretty bad. One, a funny story, I don't know if I've told people this besides my close friends. I was on a date uh, for the Auburn game. First date, going wonderful, and we're sitting down having a beer outside and uh, in St. Charles, Oktoberfest, having a grand time. And uh, she's kind of looking at me, going my phone every once in a while. I'm trying to be disrespectful to the young lady. And all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, just put it away. It's good. You know, we're, we got this locked up. They're going to run this in. And I, about five minutes later, I checked my phone and had to, like, double take it. She goes, everything okay? I go, yeah, just, just give me one second. I got to make a phone call. And I pretend to make a phone call as I watched the video of us fumbling it out of the back of the end zone. So uh, that was that was great. Um, kind of ruined the whole rest of the night, but, you know, it ended up being okay. Was there uh, a second date? There was a second date. There was a second okay. date. Uh, there, was, <laughs> there was a second date. It, uh, yeah, not a terrible, terrible time, but that uh, definitely put a damper on the rest of the night. I think she was kind of confused on why I was so bummed out. Do you, do you just come out and tell them, like, hey, listen, I've got, like, an like an unhealthy support of a, of a sports team? Because I, I, when I started dating my, my wife in college, I was like, listen, I know we go to this small D2 school, but the like, I'm a massive fan of this D1 school, and it's going to come up a lot. Like, it's going to be a thing. <laughs> I have a lot of sports team tattoos, the hockey and Cardinals and the Raiders logo and stuff. So I, I think they kind of get it up front. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, unless I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt, I think they kind of get it up front. But I'm I'm with you. I think I need to start leading with that. Just just so we're prefaced on this. Saturday and Sunday are are work days for me, pretty much because of the mm. during the football season. So um, yeah, that, that's a tough one. Um, South Carolina was horrible. Uh, the kick that one's tough to watch. That one. It's my twenty first birthday. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. What's that? That was my twenty first birthday. Oh, so I watched that, and then I guess I had reason to drink after that. You know what I mean? Oh. We went out, got dinner. My dad uh, bought me dinner with some of my buddies, and then we were going to uh, – we lived out – he lived out in rural Missouri in uh, Bait City, if anyone knows what that's at. And there's oh, yeah. this giant country bar just outside of there. Uh, Whiskey Tango is what it's called. It's changed names. It's called Whiskey Tango. So we went back to his house, watched the game on his big TV, and then afterwards we're all going out to the bar. He's going to drive us all out there, DD for us. And then that happened. And then it was like, well, I guess, boys, let's all, let's all go get drunk because uh, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yeah, Whiskey Tango, no, whiskey, I'm familiar. Um, what what was the D2 school, if you don't mind me asking? Missouri Western. Gotcha. There's, there it is. Wait. Oh, oh yeah. it's backwards. There it is. Go Griffs. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cool. Yeah. Explanation of, did you go to Mizzou? No, no. I'm just a really big fan. I just really care a yeah, lot yeah. about it. So uh, we, we can share that experience. Um, me, I've had this exact phrase. Yeah. So many times. Me, me, I had to pay oh, for yeah. it myself. I wasn't going to, I, 
<laughs> yeah, I love Mizzou, but dude, I'm not made of money. <laughs> People ask me that all the time. Why don't you just go to Mizzou? You know, you like them so much. I go, I, I, the loans are in my name. I don't have the money for that. That's, dude, that's the whole exactly. Thing. I, didn't, I didn't grow up in uh, in Chesterfield or something like that. Or those in my double schools are way cheaper. Yeah, exactly. You got yeah. me. You got me here wandering. I wonder if there's an official statistic out there at divorce rates during Mizzou seasons. That's high. There's there's <laughs> going to be some charts I've, I've always wondered about. It's got to be higher on that. There, I want to know the name of chases in Missouri post Mr. Daniel. Um, and Kaufman. So there's two players in that team yeah, that could yeah. be named Chase from, yeah. I want to know how many TJs kind of came after the, the that era, TJ Moe's influence on the, now his – Whatever he's doing in media influence wise, um, yeah, it's definitely an influence. But yeah, tough moments again. I'm trying to talk myself away from him, but um, Princeton this year was bad, really, really bad. Um, yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think it, this is a strange one, but I have a little bit of explanation for it. The Texas loss in the bowl in uh, what was that twenty. 20- Help me with that. We lost uh, UT in a bowl game with the Drew. Oh, uh, 2017. Yeah, 2017. The the backpack game, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, this game. um, Mm -hmm. I had some really good friends that were UT boys at the time. Uh, I had to work that night. I was was, was working at a bar, and those boys proceeded to come in, sit at my table, and berate me all night for that. Um, And I lost Good amount of money on that between the three of us, so it was not a fun night. Um, but yeah, that probably up that one's up there, and then ultimately probably the uh, the Norfolk State being as young as I was, that was the first heartbreak heartbreak that the basketball team caused me. So that that's probably mine. You know that it, it, it's hard, and I've had people ask me, well, "Why do you ask uh, least favorite moment or hardest moment?" But it's kind of forged by fire, you know, being a Mizzou fan. Uh, and so when we get to drink from the fountain that day, it's coming. Oh, yeah. It's going to make it taste that much sweeter. But, you know, we'll look back at all the times we could have turned in our Mizzou gear and, and picked Alabama or OU or one of them. But yeah. we stuck it out. You know, and so I, I like hearing that part of it. Uh, I, I became a Mizzou fan myself uh, when I when I knew I was going to be a Mizzou fan. I don't have the year off the top of my head, but the UCLA basketball game uh, in the tournament. I remember being bought into it and getting excited because my dad was getting excited, and then it was just. What happened? And it was, it was also like one of the first days I got to learn a lot of cuss words and how you can formulate sentences that you never thought you could. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean that—that's what makes us all Mizzou fans. The get through the hard times in the hope of better days. Yeah. Uh... It's funny because a lot of my, I think a lot of my fan, my teams I support are are like that, but um, I mean I don't like blow our own horn or anything, but like we're we're one of the tougher fan bases, man. Like, dude, we go through it, you know, and we we come back every year, 
And again, we don't have a lot of bandwagon. That's the difference between us and these other SEC schools. They got a bunch of bandwagoners, you know, people that just kind of Johnny come lately is when things go well and it boosts up numbers. But man, we're we're just tough as nails, you know. I mean, so my wife, uh, I don't know if I've said this on here before, but my wife when I met her in college uh, was like a loosely a KU fan, and that's just because her uh, older brother was a KU fan. So when we first met. Um, we did a lot of back and forth, like flirting about the MUKU bat because it was a twenty. It was that season we we beat them at home. They beat us on the BS, you know, no foul call. Um, so you know, we were flirting on that, and then we got together and she was kind of loosely, loosely, and didn't really care. So I eventually converted her, and the game I finally got her to um, you know, put on the zoo stuff, go to a game with me was a football game. It was for my birthday, and it was the infamous Kentucky game. When uh, we were up, they had no timeouts. Pass interference. Yep. So uh, this is a really funny story. I got. I just got to tell you this. So this is her first time as a Mizzou fan. She's never been a Mizzou fan until right now. This is day one of her fandom, and uh, they get a first down. And I, you know, I, I, I throw a few Fs out there, and then I put my head down, and she looks at me. and She goes, "We're still gonna win. I don't know why you're. I don't know what you're worried about. Like they're obviously we're gonna win." And then everything unfolded. And I just look at her. I was like, "Welcome to being a Mizzou fan." <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to it. We will, we will find a way to lose before we yep. find a way to win. She was like, yeah. "There was no more time left. How did that? Like, how did we? There's no time. There, the, the clock's at zero. And I was like, "Sometimes, sometimes the zoo has to play after the zero. Just, just yep. to see what happens. You know, five downs sometimes. Yeah, five downs. Sometimes you get five downs. Five downs sometimes. You know, there's fouls that are. I don't know if anybody touched anybody that they call that KU game is a perfect example of that. I don't know if I've seen a softer foul call to get those free throws up and then for us to come down and not get a foul call is absurd but sure it, yeah it's, the the KU hatred is one thing I will say about our fan base that I still love and that will always try to keep around if it ever starts to weather and I hope it doesn't but the still hatred for Kansas yeah I, I hope I love that we're renewing it. I will definitely be my butt will be in a seat watching us march up and down the field on them three years in a row, gladly. But I I love that it's still there. It's got to keep up because we cannot turn into Texas Texas A and M where for all these years they're yelling, they're two dogs barking at each other between the fence, and then the fence is let up. Oh well, no, we're all right. I think you know, why that won't happen with us is because uh, I mean I have a lifelong Kansas City Missourian. We don't, we don't like, like our neighbors that are like all of 20 miles that way. Uh, we will talk. We think they're the worst drivers. We think their food's worse. We think, you know, there's nothing to do over there. Like, And they say, well, we're white trash. Well, you know, the Missourians are this, you know. That could never let up because on the state line, we just don't get along very well. Uh, for being the geographical exact same people, once you cross that border, we think we're just complete opposites. So, so Texas, they're both Texans. They all live in Texas. You know what I mean? They're they're all in one place. Not here. That 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 state line it is a huge divider for us here. And I do my best to not go to Kansas, and it's not hard to unless I'm I'm a big NASCAR fan. So twice a year they get me over there for that. Uh, but other than that, I just don't go to Kansas. There's what a Cabela's. I got three Bass Pros on my side. Like I don't need <laughs> I don't need to. There's nothing over there for me. So like. It's a thing. We just we don't get along super well, and that's why that rivalry will never will never cease because we just don't like each other on this on these two walls here. 
Yeah, I think, um, I, like, like I said, I went to school in Orangeburg, so we had a fair amount of Kansans, you know, coming over. Um, and it's, it's just comes down to, it's, I just don't like you. You mm-hmm. popped out, you popped out of your mother on the wrong side of the, of a line. And I don't care. It's the, the meme that they always use in the video is the Pocahontas savages. They're barely even human. Midwesterns talking about people 15 miles away from that. That's I, I, I'll gladly own that. I do not like Kansas. I do not like the state of Kansas. I do not like Overland Park. I do not like Johnson County. I do not like any of it. It can all catch fire if, if it was up to me. Honestly, I don't. Birds don't wear shoes. I don't understand the name. Nothing. Not Buckle shoes too. It doesn't make any sense. It's a weird. The one two. It's a dumb logo. Shoes. It's a stupid logo. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you got a, mascot, a half mascot. I don't know what's going on. And everyone who goes to KU is from Chicago and Milwaukee anyway. So it's not even like it's really home support. That's actually a, a fair statement. Um, yes. They are the kings and, of. Uh, I, I will, one last thing. I'm sorry to cut you off. One last thing I always tell to my friends, I have some Nebraska fans, Iowa State, everything like that. And they still have the Iowa State, man, uh, K-State guys, they still have the connection for the Big 12 right now, at least for now. And uh, I tell them, I go, if you ever watch KU basketball, when you guys are on the road, just count how many kids and grown men you see who have an Oxford on under their jersey. It's a distinctly Kansas look that I cannot understand. I don't like the hoodie underneath the jersey. I think that's already kind of a, too much. But the button-up is next level. That's the dorkiest thing I've ever seen someone <laughs> put on. Like, I understand. It's so funny. In the office, buy a T-shirt. Don't yeah. leave the jersey at home. Leave the Lightfoot jersey at home. It's all right. You don't put, have to Keep wear a it. team polo on like a regular guy. Yeah. A, <laughs> like, that's what the rest of us do. Like, you know, an adult. That's okay, yeah. too. Whatever. <laughs> You don't have to hold That's on so to funny. I, I know what you're talking about too. I never put that or I never put those together in my head, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. Every person I tell back to me a week or two later and they say I, I don't know how I ever noticed already. I don't know what's so going funny. On. It just came over <laughs> me that I noticed it and it's you're gonna start seeing it, I promise. It's a, the That's strangest thing. <laughs> like All right, that. you're you're given the keys to the kingdom to unlock us. To the national championship, which sport are you picking? Women's disc golf. Let's go back to back champions, dynasties. Let's go. That'd be three. That'd be three in a row. Yeah, no, but realistically, um, football, football, no doubt. It's football is king. Football, I my favorite sport. Um, I, it brings you the most. I think that's clear to say. Um, I think once I think once you're there. In football, it's much harder to come back down. Um, I think that you you lock in those coaches like that. I mean, you're seeing in basketball, I mean, Villanova went on a run like that and now kind of scared of where we're going, you know, as a program with them. But football, you win a national title, you're you're in there for a couple years at least. I know Clemson, you know, people are saying, is Clemson going to be able to keep this up? Was it, a, you know, a little bit of a run? They're still double-digit wins. They're still yeah. getting five-star recruits. You know, once you win the first one and knock that off, it just – you're of the next class. You're in the next tier. Yep. yep. You're it's in the that next – elite level. level. Yeah. Basketball and is so right. fluky. It's too fluky. There's only five guys. But you know, once you hang that first title up, and I would just – I need I need the title. I need the title. I need the, the, uh, the one thing that so many people have on us 
that I have no rebuttal for, you know, Arkansas and all these guys, I, I have my own way to get around them and make fun of them. But the, uh, that's the one punch that they still, still got with us. And I, I want it. I don't want to claim that one from the sixties either. I want a real one. I want to see. I, <laughs> I will. I, will I don't want to claim it. One. I don't want to be like Alabama where I think they have one. I think it's in the sixties where they finished third in the sec and they still claim the, the national championship because the, Tuscaloosa Democrat said that they were the champions. I don't want one of those. I want a, a real one. Certain rival to our West claims four titles uh, from no. an era where they don't. They didn't. They didn't give titles of basketball. So, I yeah. mean, yeah. everyone does we, it. And the uh, bring it back before about the, in the school for medicine and the teachers' college and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's a, a different. Interesting thing when we didn't even have a tournament or anything like that to, to prove. Yeah, in fact, there's there's one Mizzou can claim, and I think we beat like Kirksville for the championship. Like, so yeah, like what well, is Truman State now? Might have been a team we played. And somehow we got crowned champion by one of the one of the voters or something, polls or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah. the tough Chicago University team score was ninety. Yeah. Uh, some yeah, <laughs> the game had to be stopped. Due to uh, the sun going down, so sun going so down, was, no three pointers, no uh, shot clock. It was uh, we just sat there and held on to the ball to get a lead. The ball popped <laughs> the quarter. We had a forty-five minute delay, so uh, we had to, had to go find another one in town. A tractor yeah. broke. We had to fix it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, but football for sure. I think it, it just it changes everything for a university, and it, it sets you up for a decade at least of success. So. I feel it's respected across the board a whole lot more than a national basketball championship. Uh, not too many people are sitting there thinking about UConn basketball right now, and they had one of the most dominant tournaments we've seen in recent history. Uh, and, you know, it's just kind of an afterthought. But uh, football is definitely, you know, top tier. Uh, the exception to the rule as far as a quick fall down, I would say to use Jimbo and Florida State. Sure, I mean, that's that. Fair. Yep, that went down pretty quick. Yeah, uh, that was wild but, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, I think UConn's a great point to bring up because I mean, you look around. I've had to have this conversation with people before. There, the W. Yeah, UConn's uh, <laughs> won. I think it's five national championships in the last twenty-five years, and there are still purest basketball fans that will say. Mm, they're kind of a blood. If we won five national championships in football in 50 years, we're a blue. There are people who still say that Nebraska is a blue blood. I mean, they're yeah. still saying that's the sleeping giant. Wait, don't, don't, don't count them out. I don't hear the same thing about Baylor basketball. I mean, it's, they won two. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's so it's up and point, down. Actually. But football, it's once you're in the club, you are in the club. That's a really good point. Yep. You're right. Uh, like that. And then, I mean, you look like 2019 LSU. Yep. You know, there you get these teams like the 2001 Miami. Uh, who, who's the best team ever? Would this team beat that team? And so, when when you get to that level, to where in basketball, it's not always the best team wins. It's the hottest team. Uh, it's yeah. not always the best team in, in football, but football is, I, I feel, a little bit more earned across the board. Uh, 
maybe not so much back when it was BCS and they just picked uh, their two two teams. Uh, 07, us not getting a BCS bowl. Like, you know, it, it's very frustrating. But uh, just football is just respected across the board. A, a more popular sport across the board anyways. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so Woods, Water, Mizzou. So... <laughs> Give us your woods and water. What I, I know you, you told me pre-show, uh, you've kind of got a unique way of getting into the woods and the water uh, that drew your interest into that. Yeah. So I am from Burgess, Missouri. Born and raised until got sent off to Warrensburg for college. Um, not a lot of hunting and fishing in this area, if y'all aren't aware of that. Not a very popular thing in this community. Um, I didn't have a dad or you know, you know, family like that that hunted. I have one uncle who hunts and fishes pretty much um, out of 10 of them. So it wasn't really a thing until I went to college and met my best friends now uh, to this day. And they're, uh, they're from the country. They're from down, shout out to St. Genevieve, Missouri. Um, so they kind of talked me into it. I always had a fascination for it. I ended up buying a couple, you know, bought a shotgun, bought a rifle now, and bought some stuff like that. Got, they gave me a pair of waders for fishing, for trout fishing. They've uh, invited me on some trips, rabbit hunting specifically. I, I'm addicted to now getting the dogs out and everything like that is just a whole new experience that I fall in love with. But it's so definitely a late bloomer, I'll say, but now not something I'm planning on giving up anytime soon, whether it's trout fishing with, with everybody at, at Montauk or getting up at, you know, 4 a.m. to get out, get to the sand. Um, looking forward to. The season's upcoming this year. Got some new toys I didn't want to try out. So definitely a new a new hobby that we're getting into, but uh, not 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 something I'm uh, upset about at all. Expensive, expensive. I will say that was it's not so ready expensive. for the cost of everything, but but mm-hmm. we're getting there. We're getting, we're getting there. I mentioned on here the same, buddy. I'm in a similar boat. Uh, that girl, my wife, I mentioned, you know, the KU fan, um, who, by the way, her dad's an MU fan, so I don't know why she was like that. But um, without him, that's how I got into it. My, I, I grew up on a cattle farm, and we did a lot of, you know, out, we were outside a lot, baling hay and all that cool stuff. But my dad and my grandpa were never interested in hunting. Her dad, who is one of the best hunters I've ever met, um, he's what really got me into it. So I started my probably sophomore year of college. That's about time in life I got into it. And now... That's my main hobby, man. Yeah. I mean, if anytime I get free time, I am taking, you know, either wife and the kid were going fishing. I did, I was fly fishing out of Smithville Lake last weekend, catching some bluegill and some crappie on a fly, which is so much fun that you should, people should definitely take their fly stuff into that pan fish. It's, it's a, it's a hoot and a half. Um, or shooting 3D bow tournaments summer to just hunting just every weekend I get during season, you know, we're out there. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's kind of a bad stigma where if you don't find it as a as a little boy, then you you know you can't get into it. But uh, you know, I don't see why not. I don't see why you can't get any time in life because it's, it's just so much fun to be a part of. Yeah, I think a lot of it too. People just they're they're embarrassed or they just don't know where to start. Um, yeah, yeah. If there's anybody who doesn't know where to start, I was the cityest kid in the world before I got out there. So do not hesitate. I promise you, it is more fun than you can imagine. It is. It really, it really is. Yeah. I can't wait to do for the rest of my life, and hopefully teach my my kids about it. So, yeah, I, I do not do not hesitate. There's always a way to get out there. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Saturday night, I, I appreciate you coming on. 
you want to plug where anybody can find you online? Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me. Um, Twitter is Mr. Saturday Night. You're looking up with myself. Um, I do go on the NBA Boy Mizzou mask. So if you see that, that's that's, that's me. Um, you never know with, with three W's if you need the ad. Um, did want to give a shout-out again to the boys in the MMA. Um, shout-out to the, the Branson Caucasians as well. Um, <laughs> sure all aware of our, our team, Missouri's best XFL team. Um, but yeah, just just appreciate y'all having me on. Keep uh, keep doing it. I'm, I'm enjoying the lessons. And uh, go Cawks. That's all I got. <laughs> I love that. That's just a funny Twitter thing that Jamerson does. Jamerson. Uh, Jamerson. <laughs> but awesome, I, man. I, I got to let you sign off with the M-I-Z. Oh, I, I was waiting for it. Z-O-U, baby. Let's win some games. I appreciate it. Well, Case, uh, just a few news things real quick. Huge shout-out to Colby Brown. First-round draft pick to the L.A. Clippers. Probably the biggest Kobe in Los Angeles history. Bar none. I don't know who else would be. Yeah, I have no clue. And then also joining him in L.A., but on the bad side, the purple and gold, uh, Demoy Hodge, Hodge. Uh, signed after the draft. And so got a couple guys. Too. To add, he, his defense, his energy – his shooting ability—that's gonna translate. That's going Absolutely. to translate. Uh, his worst thing for not getting drafted was he's a, he's a little old. And the NBA is more concerned about age and than the NFL for sure on MLB. But if he had been a year or two younger, he'd been drafted second round, first round. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to watch those guys, and just really excited for Kobe and see what he can do out there. Yeah, and then I don't know if you saw uh, Coach Beezer was signed by uh, Jack's State to be the next head coach down there. So, Jacksonville uh, State? I just said Jack's State, G-A-X, is what I saw online. So uh, I'm not, not exactly sure. Didn't really look into it too much, but uh, good to see him land back on his feet. Absolutely. Uh, I think maybe the lower ranks is probably somewhere he can do a little bit better on the field product. Uh, the issue with him was never off the field stuff, but I just think he appeals to the lower levels just a little bit more. I wish him all luck. I mean, a lot of players, especially the guys we had on, loved him. Um, so, man, I hope he does well. Um, I think I think that's I think the school he went to has had decent success in baseball recently. So it's not exactly like he's going to a rebuild. Like, yeah, he can plug in there and, and do some stuff. So, yeah. All right, and then let's see. So the big football recruiting weekend just came and passed and there's some commitment dates upcoming but like we said earlier don't don't get too dead set on those uh we've seen this offseason already commit and then a month or two later decommit and commit to another school we've had Absolutely. it with two players already that i can think of off the top of my head so it doesn't mean anything until they sign now especially with this yeah. nil and hagen chapter persuade guys to other schools so um, man, it's 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 a ride. It's an absolute ride. Well, the the wins and losses going to be huge because the more wins you get, the more nil money is going to come funneling in. I would imagine, and also it's going to make a, a 
more relevant national brand and make that more appealing to the players when they turn on the TV and Mizzou's on Sports Center. Uh, yeah, that that stuff matters to them guys. They want the exposure every chance they get. I agree. I agree. I that's what's going to set you apart versus other SEC schools is on your on the rise. It isn't. You don't got to be you know contender right now, but are you on the rise? No one wants to go to a program with the arrows pointed down. Yeah, and, I mean, you, you listen to the national media and them talking about South Carolina coming off an eight win season, like. Watch out for Beamer Ball, what they're doing, you know, and so they're they beat they beat two big name teams. That's what you got to do. Yeah, they're not. They lost us. They they got pounded by us four years in a row. Yeah, but you know they're they're saying Beamer Ball is turning it around. Yeah, Uh, you know, and what uh, Heupel's done at Tennessee, you know, they're is. Minton or whatever his name is is going to be able to be half the quarterback that Hooker was. Tennessee is going to be in the national championship picture. So that's all it takes is one or two good years, and you can turn the national narrative against or for you or against you. So yeah, it, it's a big year for us, and we're going to get into our season previews as we come up. Uh, we'll break down offense, defense, uh, returning starters, transfers, and. Uh, then we'll go over schedule, and then we'll go expectations. But kind of want to wait for Cole to get back before we get too deep into absolutely uh, yeah. what if season that we're yeah. smack dab in the middle of right now. So, but I'm loving this summer in front of the fan. We, Maggie and Brett, don't tell them, but we hit over a hundred views last week, I believe. And I even haven't got it into podcast form yet. So uh, I wonder if I couldn't find it. I was looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was having the internet issues and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, so it, it's obviously doing good. Uh, I believe that people are enjoying listening. It's great to, to meet people from different walks of life, of different parts of the state, because Missouri is a big state. And so how did you become a Mizzou fan and what's the biggest moments to you, you know, and and as we go across different age ranges and stuff, it's going to be different games, different memories. And I love learning that, that part of the fan base. At the end of the day, we all want the Tigers to win. Yeah. It's it's very fun. It's, it's, it's a great way to crack out content in the summer. You know, we're one of the few podcasts, Mizzou podcasts putting content out. And I think a fun way to do it is get our listeners on there and see what they See what they have to say. You know what I mean? Tell their story. Well, before next week's episode, we will have 4th of July. So be safe. Have fun. Uh, America, let's rock on. Don't lose a finger. I'm going to try not to. I've made it 36 years with these 10. They're a little beat battered, but they're still attached. Keep them all. Keep all 10 digits. All right, man. Well, have a good week. And as always, M-I-Z. Z-O-U, buddy. You too.